Oh, this is not a democracy. Everybody doesn't get what to do what they want to do. Everybody doesn't get to do what they feel like doing. Um, you got to buy in and do what you're supposed to do to, um, you know, be a part of the team and do the things you need to do in practice every day. Uh, sense urgency, play fast, execute, do your job. You know, guys on the sidelines sitting there pouting. Um, you know, I, I can't stand that either. You know, sit there and pout on a sideline. Um, I, you know, because that's the ultimate and selfish. You know, well, the last play didn't go my way, so I feel so bad. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody thinks, well, you're a tough person when you do that. Nobody thinks that. What they do is they point at you and laugh, and then they nudge their buddy and, hey, they see that guy for this team over there on the sideline? And, 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 and they, they, you know, they'll use words like wimp, although they'll use other ones too, that I think are even better words with regard to uh, describing what I'm witnessing at times. We see you as a tough, hard-nosed, boring football coach. Oh, thanks a lot. Who says that? I think Arkansas was an underdog in every game last year, and I know you guys don't worry about it. I know we were, yes. Ooh, welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, babe, what's going on? Oh. Pay my man. Pay him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. listen, I thought about being all negative on here because my bracket's busted. <laughs> you know, I was going to be like everybody else. But I'm telling you right now, Mike, my day has done a complete 180 we got ourselves a five-star quarterback coming to the University of Tennessee. Did we have to pay him? Absolutely. <laughs> and it is pissing everyone off, Mike. But other than that, man, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing tremendous, Shane. I even got the uh, the orange shirt on just for you, brother, because I knew as soon as this news broke, we got to get the Tennessee mm-hmm. homer on the line, Tennessee red hot on the recruiting trail. We'll get to that. We've got uh, some news here for the Florida Gators. Missouri had a spring game. But before Mm -hmm. we get to all that, Shane, you you hit the nail on the head. Let's not focus too much on it because it was a horrible weekend for the SEC in the uh, NCAA tournament. Only Arkansas remains, advances to the Sweet 16. Come on, Razorbacks. (laughs) You're carrying the league. And the main reason I wanted to bring this up, Shane, because we have – our ESPN bracket challenge. We've had, I think we got yep. over 300 entries in that bad boy. I know we we pieced that thing together late last week, but <laughs> I do appreciate uh, the participation from everybody. And let's give a shout out, Shane, to our top three listeners right now. I know we still got some games to go, but the top three win prizes in our bracket challenge. Number one, Smokey's Vol. Mm. He's number one right now, Shane. So let's give him some props. My burner account. So <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> number two. How about this name, Shane? I Cracky. He's number two right, right now. <laughs> it's my brother's account. Number three, King Vol, and oh, only King baby. Vol is the, he's the only one that has Tennessee as his champ. So 
King Vol, you're probably not going to win it, but Smokey Vol and I Cracky, your teams are still alive to win the championship. And little recap on, hey, I was number one, Shane, after the first day. Yeah. I'm number 111 now. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? I was, I sent you a screenshot the other day. Of course, my, like I said, my bracket is just all jacked up now. I mean, there's teams like, some of these teams I ain't even heard of. You know what I'm saying? These peacocks <laughs> yeah. out of out of Kentucky or whatever. I, I ain't never heard of them before, you know. But they're they're absolutely killing it. So it's been a fun tournament to watch. Obviously, I, I'm I'm upset my Tennessee Volunteers lost, but it just blows my mind how many SEC teams shit the bed during this thing because I we there's no reason Arkansas should be the only team in the Sweet 16, brother. I, I'm telling you right now, there should be at least four of us uh, representing the, the SEC, and it, and it hurts. So I put my, my full weight of support behind those Razorbacks. I'm all Razorbacks. Uh, they, I think they scored – they averaged like 50 points a game, but it's okay. As <laughs> long as they get the victory, I'm with them. So come on, Razorback. Woo, pig suey. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing so bad yourself, Shane, in this contest. You're right now you're sixteenth. So hey, you're mm, not you're not mm. far off the pace there. But uh, hey, I made the sweet sixteen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just a little uh, recap, but obviously this is a football show, Shane. So uh let's get to it. Oh no, one more thing. You know, we love to to have something fun if we can. And did you see this, Shane, over the weekend? Viral clip here with uh Coach O. Oh, and man. he looked like he was down there at spring break and uh, some shenanigans down there with some kids. They they were I don't know what they said to Coach O, but he was not he was having yeah. none of it. And even Lane Kiffin got in on it. Shane, I'll throw up uh, his tweet, but uh, basically saying don't mad don't mess with my man Coach O. <laughs> this is the death stare you're gonna get if you do. But uh, yeah. Coach O down there with his shirt off. He he's I don't think he's worn a shirt since 2019, has he? No, and he doesn't need to, Mike. He's got all that money. He's got all them ladies. He's living the life. He's got a ring. He's got a championship. So I, I think Coach O is just – he's trying to live his best life, and, and the problem is everybody knows him. Yep. And this is one of those classic videos that you see 10 seconds, but you'd love to see the two minutes that led up to this thing because Coach O, man – I swear he looked like he was – I mean, he was staring right through those boys. I mean, he. I think he would have kicked every one of their asses if he asked for them, you know. He may have. We may not have seen the second video yet. Coach O may have been out in the parking lot, you know, taking his testosterone shot waiting for these boys to limp out there. But, uh, no, I, I, that was the death stare. And uh, uh, it is good to see him out there trying to have some fun. I just hate that somebody ruined it for him. Yeah, no doubt. Well, there's no one ruining your time cousin Shane and that's because Tennessee just landed five-star quarterback commit Nico Yamalavia I'm sure I butchered that yeah. right there but if Bob you don't Kessler's he's gonna love that one <laughs> <laughs> he's you're talking about getting a nickname real quick <laughs> if you don't know it by now he's the number seven overall prospect in the country Number three quarterback, I believe. And mm -hmm. he's coming to Tennessee. Shane gives Tennessee right now a top 10 recruiting class. And every team in the top 10 has more commits than Tennessee, other than Ohio State and Tennessee only have five apiece, yet they're both in the top. 
that gives you an indication of the caliber of of commitments those two programs have. But this is just a, a game changer on so many levels, Shane, because as Tennessee continues to rise up the, the SEC ladder under Josh Heupel, you know, you could have the greatest coach in the world, but you cannot get it done in the SEC without the talent. And it all right. starts with that quarterback who, I don't know if you saw this, Shane, but uh, 24-7 sports, their West Coast uh, d- director of recruiting, Greg Biggin, says, Nico, Tennessee commitment, he's his number one overall quarterback. And he Come thinks if he has a, another great season of high school football, he there's an outstanding chance he is the number one overall prospect in the country. This is a guy that I believe has only played two seasons of high school football. He's he's one of these guys that uh, plays all the sports, Shane. He could he could go any, yeah. anywhere in the country to go play volleyball. I th- he just plays a number of sports, and he's just an all-around athlete. And, you know, yeah. like I said, just a couple of years of football, yet Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, USC, UCLA, Oregon, all these schools wanted him. Uh, how big is this for the Tennessee program landing uh, arguably the top quarterback in the country? Mike, I mean, it's it's huge. I think – did you send me this, uh, the crazy stat that Tennessee hasn't landed a five-star quarterback in, what was it, 20 years or something like that? Yeah, Casey Clawson in 2000, 2002 was the last time. Yeah, so, I mean, think about that, man. It's 20 years since we've had a legit five-star quarterback come through here. And I, I think it's just big for, for us because you're talking about a true athlete – somebody that fits that hopple system to a T. I mean, it's pretty much designed for a kid like Nico. Now, obviously there's a there's a lot of controversy floating around this kid, but I tell you, he looks apart, man. He looks Hollywood, brother. He looks like he's ready to come out here and and sign some more NIL deals when he lands in Knoxville. So, brother, I'm <laughs> pumped. I'm ecstatic I, because one thing too when you land somebody like that, who does he bring with him? You know, every time you hear this kid talk online, he, he's always reaching out to, to other kids. I mean, this is one of those things that can pick up steam for the university. This is one of those things that could lead to more recruits coming down. And uh, that's what you want, man. You just want to become the hot team. You want to be the favorite team, uh, the one that all the kids want to play for. And, and it all starts with a good quarterback. And, and like you said, I think we got one of the best, if not the best in the country. Yeah, and that's an interesting place to take at, Shane. I want to do just a little flashback to last week. We had uh, Coach Carl Reed on the show, 24-7 sports analyst, uh, state champion, high school coach from the state of Missouri, who's been following this recruitment on Nico and what his commitment would mean to Tennessee and its recruiting class. Uh, let's cut back to this clip real quick if you missed it. Uh, the five-star out of California, Nico you know, there's there's speculation that uh, Tennessee rising up the charts. You, I know you covered that specifically. What can you tell us, the audience, about Nico and and his massive potential potentially in Josh Heupel's offense? Well, number one, he can make all the throws, right? And so, when you're talking about a kid like him who can play quarterback for anybody in the country and who has the leadership ability and a, a word that not many people use anymore, I might show my age a little bit. He's got a lot of moxie. Mm-hmm. Right. He's got he's got a little bit of swagger to him. And you have to have that kind of confidence to come in the SEC and win the games you're going to win. If you're thinking about playing at the University of Tennessee, you're going to have to go in the Georgia 
and win if you want to win the SEC East. You're gonna to have to go into Florida and win. You're gonna to have to play the car. You know, you're gonna to have to play the cross conference games with the SEC West schools. And so you need a big time quarterback in some of those situations to take you over the top. But win, lose, or draw, nobody has consistently maybe the fan base that the University of Tennessee has. Hundred thousand fans screaming Rocky Top no matter what the program is doing. So I think it's a unique situation. Josh Heupel has proven year after year um, during his times as offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and Missouri, the places he's been, Central Florida, now Tennessee. He's an elite offensive coach. And if he can close the deal on Nico, um, it's going to put some pressure on some of the SEC defense. Do you think, Nico, just what you know about him, is he the type of guy where – you can really build an entire class around them because other players are going to want to play with, with a guy that, that has that swagger, has that moxie? Well, definitely. I talk to recruits all the time, and I don't care what position you play. I don't care if you're a linebacker, a D lineman, whatever you are. If you want to win games and compete for championships, you need to pay attention to where the best quarterbacks are going because at the end of the day, the guys with elite quarterback play uh, with a few exceptions. You know, Georgia showed this year that you can do without it if you have that type of generational defense. But more times than not, if you have an elite quarterback, you're going to give yourself a chance to win football games. All right, Shane. So, hey, again, that's from uh, Coach Carl Reed on the show last week. And I wanted to play that, Shane, because immediately after Nico committed to Tennessee, you got five-star receiver Carnell Tate. You know, he was mm-hmm. pumping up the balls. This is a key target that Nico says he's going to try to bring to Tennessee. Four-star receiver Kyler Casper from Arizona. That's another guy Nico says he's going to try to bring to Tennessee. And four-star receiver Devin Hyatt from South Carolina, who is, of course, the brother, younger brother of uh, Tennessee receiver Jalen Hyatt. He also reacted to it. And Carnell Tate and Devin Hyatt, they both play right now for IMG Academy down there in, in Florida. So, hey, they're together. You got to imagine they're talking about this. And this could be, you know, basically the snowball that gets things rolling here for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I already said they got a top 10 class right now, but they have very few prospects committed. This could be a snowball to uh, an elite class, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, man. Like I said, look, you got two kids on the IMG right now that are talking about the University of Tennessee. Well, it's not like these two kids don't know the rest of the players on that team or don't know a, a, a maybe a freshman that's maybe not as big. But, you know, you're always looking up to these guys that are thinking about going to the college level or the pro levels, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is big. It's momentum. It's a pipeline you create. And it's uh, – and I I mean, there, like I said, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but there is, there is that aspect of the NIL floating around. There's a lot of people that – don't like the idea that, that you pay players. Brothers, ladies and gentlemen, they've been paying players since the 70s, the 60s, the 50s. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? These these guys get money. Don't worry about that. This is the first outlet that we've had where we've had a uh, NIL, I guess, $8 million contract. Absolutely. Is he worth $8 million? You better believe it. If he starts winning, if he helps this team win, 
SEC championships, national championships. Look what, what Alabama has created down there in Tuscaloosa. It is an absolute money machine. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't – I mean, Alabama has always been a winning program, but what Nick Saban has done to that program has quadrupled the, the amount of profits they make, man. I mean, you go to any state, you're going to see Alabama gear in Walmart. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's like America's team, college team. So – that's what happens. Winning creates that type of, of atmosphere. So, yeah, you see an $8 million price tag. Absolutely, kid's worth it, if not more. In fact, what I love about it is all these kids are talking about how much money Nico's going to make. Do you think they ain't going to want the same type of deal when they go to their universities? Or you don't think they're going to want the same deal if they come to University of Tennessee? Man, Tennessee's playing right, paying right now. So, absolutely. I, I think this is huge for our program, huge for momentum. And, and I know it, it, it blows some of these reports. I've, I've seen so many hot opinions online, brother. Everybody's got an <laughs> opinion of this $8 million NIL deal. But I, to think that we're the only school in the country doing this – you got it. You're out of your damn mind. I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, if you think $8 million is a lot, you wait till Arch signs with somebody and look at that NIL. I'm telling you what, it's going to blow $8 million right out of the water. Yeah, when I was on Paul Feinbaum, that's something he was asking me about. And I said, you know, 5 to $10 million is uh, what I'd anticipate for old Arch. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of blew his mind. But we're seeing it come to fruition <laughs> here, Shane. I mean, that's what it's going to take. And – you know, it, it is interesting that you say that, Shane, because, you know, already starting to see there's the Florida lawyer who does who handles NIL for the Florida Gators. I think he does Miami Hurricanes as well. But, I mean, he's basically going out to try to, to ruin this. There's Dennis Dodd yeah. over at CBS. He's out here writing about this and how this is illegal and wrong and all this. But it's mm-hmm. just, hey, I, I mean, it's just – it is what it is. You know, if, if someone's willing to pay this much for a player, then they're worth it. Mm-hmm. And this is all legal now. And, yeah. you know, it, is Dennis Dodd going to turn down $8 million if ESPN turns around and says, hey, I, you know, this is how much I'll, I'll pay you to leave CBS? <laughs> Hell no. It, you know, he's taking that money and yeah. running. So, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I think it's hypocritical for anybody. And, and here's another good point I saw a lot of people make was, you know, for years and years, the, the sports writers, the media, they really pushed, you know, we've got to let these players get their piece of the pie. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's too much. Like, hey, they're not worth this. <laughs> but, like, you can't well, have it both well, ways. You know, you got to let the market set it, set the value. And I'm not saying that every quarterback is worth $8 million because for mm-hmm. a program like Tennessee, they need that shot in the arm. They need that momentum. They need that juice. Does Alabama need that right now? Does Georgia need that? Hell no. They've they've been dominating. No. But right. you know, at the end of the day, if that's if that's what the market says someone's worth, uh, you know, I I'm just kinda I understand it's a it's a high figure and it's blowing people's minds, but you know, you you've said it perfectly. I mean, Alabama's a money making machine down there. And it's because mm-hmm. they have so many elite players, because they're winning on the field consistently, week in and week out. And if this kid lives up to his potential i mean tennessee's getting the deal of a lifetime here oh dude without a doubt man and and you think this is crazy come see me in five years mike 
uh, you, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is like when I went to Olive Garden when I was younger, and uh, I got two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so the youngest one has the ability to use these tablets. So when she'd go to the Olive Garden or one of them fancy restaurants, she could get on there and she could play. And we took her out to eat. You know what I'm saying? The oldest one didn't have that, and she was mean as hell. So I didn't want to take her to the gro- to, to any of the restaurants. You know what I'm saying? We just didn't eat out. The terrible twos went to threes and fours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then when that tablet came out, it became a, a deal. You know, I was like, man, it blew my mind that this was sitting there on the table and the kids could play games. Why didn't we think of this? And then now you go, every kid in the world has got a tablet. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not just in the restaurant, but they got them everywhere. So I I say that to say this, you know, you look at $8 million into your, right now it's blowing your mind, but you're going to look five years from now, brother. And this thing is going to snowball. We're going to be talking about kids making more money than coaches. We're going to be talking about kids making more money than some of the players in the NFL. It is coming, guys. And and if you're not ready for it, then what what have you been doing? You should have been prepared. We've been talking about this for two years. We knew it was coming. And mm-hmm. and like I said, Nico's not the only one to get paid. What well, what about the Notre Dame kid? Got a million dollars, right? Nobody I mean we we're not going to talk about that. That's not national media because it's not quite enough, you know? So I think this is just this is the beginning and and we're going to have to we're going to have to embrace it. And I told you, uh, I don't know if you remember, Mike, but I told you last season that the teams that embrace this NIL first are going to be the next powerhouses in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and I look at teams like Texas A&M. I look at teams like Arkansas that are taking these NIL deals seriously and they are creating something from the ground up. They are going to be just like Tennessee – the, the ones that are taking – because, like you said, Alabama, Georgia, uh, maybe Florida, you know, they, they kind of got a little bit of a pipeline to the NFL anyway. You know, and you can give the spill, hang out for a couple years. You're going to make millions. But now you can go somewhere else and make millions while you wait. And if you're around good enough players, you're going to be at the top of the, the, the food chain, you know. So, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just think we're, we're getting a glimpse now of the future, and it's just – you think today blows your mind? Just like I said, wait till next year. Wait till three years from now. Yeah, and if nothing else, Shane, the McDonald's bags are legal now. You know what, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on, brew it up there in New York. Like, well, damn it, you know? <laughs> I should have I played ball, you know? I should have shook hands and kissed babies just one more year. Yep. But anyway, no, but – Hey, I'll tell you, brother, it, this is a big deal, but it's not going to be the biggest deal this year. You just wait and see. Uh, there's going to be some some more of these NILs. These uh, They're just figuring it out, guys. And 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 just when you see it, there's going to be people that, like this Florida lawyer, there's going to be people that poke holes in it. And that, that just means the next time that they put one of these contracts together, it's going to be stronger. It's going to be easier for them to get out of. So I, it's, it's, it's the next generation college football. Some people hate it. You know, I'm, I, I'm, you know, for the longest time, I didn't like the idea. But, you know, again, you got to remember, it's 20 years since we had a five-star quarterback. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm coming around to this thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, somebody offers him 10 and he goes somewhere else. I'm going to say, shut it down, tear it up. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's better, H-E-L-P. Head on over to BetterHelp.com. 
betterhelp.com slash SEC to get 10% off your first month over at betterhelp.com. Betterhelp.com will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours over at BetterHelp. Mental health is something we gotta, we all got to take seriously, particularly in these times. I know I've had a time in my life where I needed to speak to a therapist and it really helped me get through the issues I was having. And that's how they can help you over at BetterHelp. Again, that's H-E-L-P.com. And use that promo code SEC. You can find all this in the show notes. Head on over to their website and read some of the testimonials posted daily over at BetterHelp. Two million people have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals over at BetterHelp. Once again, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash S-E-C. If you need some help, want to speak to a therapist, you don't even have to leave your home to do it. Head on over to BetterHelp.com. Use that promo code S-E-C for 10% off your first month. And again, you can find this link in the show notes. Well, Shane, I know you know everybody was consumed with the uh, NCAA tournament over the weekend, but mm-hmm. we actually had a spring game. <laughs> and Come on. Missouri Tigers are already done with spring football. And for some reason, I have no idea what the thinking process was here, but they did not hold any media availability after the game. So we got no clips from uh, you know any of the coaches, <laughs> any of the players or anything like that. But I've gone back, studied the game, Shane, over at uh, thatsecpodcast.com. Uh, I've got a written breakdown, including video clip highlights. So if you're a Missouri fan, you're going to want to check it out. But I just want to give you my quick thoughts, Shane, on the spring game after watching it twice. You know, this quarterback competition, I can see why. <laughs> I can see why they're opening it up to transfers, basically, Shane. And, uh, yeah. They didn't mention it in the broadcast, but JT Daniels was there. He was in person watching the games, hanging out with uh, Eli Drinkwitz before the thing got going. But sophomore Brady Cook, he got the start. Tyler Macon, the mm-hmm. redshirt freshman, he was the other opposite. So they're going head to head. They're still waiting for the freshman Sam Horn to arrive on campus. But, you know, it was a real mixed bag out there, Shane. Uh, Tyler Macon, his first pass was a pick six. <laughs> Obviously, that's pretty bad. Uh, Brady Cook, there was a goal line situation, just basically chucked it up, and he got intercepted mm-hmm. by the uh, Clemson transfer, Joseph Charleston. So, you know, some big mistakes here by these two. Tyler Macon, he was really able to showcase his legs in this game. But, of course, you couldn't hit the quarterback. So, anytime he took off, they basically blew the whistle. So, you know, maybe it was mm-hmm. not completely fair to uh, Macon, the more mobile running back. But, yeah, he's not ready based on what I've seen. And I don't know if Brady Cook, who we saw in the bowl game, he just looked okay. It's pretty obvious why they were trying to get the the, the guy that ended up going to LSU, Jaden Daniels. It's obvious why they were trying to get JT Daniels. I do not think uh, mm-hmm. Missouri right now can win at a high level with the quarterbacks they have there in Columbia. But it ain't all bad news, brother, because whoever the quarterback is, he's going to have weapons around him because this five-star freshman, Luther Burton, man, he mm-hmm. is legit. He looked like the best player on the field. And this is his first spring camp up there in Missouri. The, I mean, the, uh-huh. the first pass of the game went to Luther Burden. The, the first 
uh, receiving touchdown, Luther Burden. I mean, this guy, I think he's going he's gonna to break the record, I think, for catches in a season by a freshman for Missouri. I mean, he, <laughs> he was that good. And it's not just Luther Burden either, because if they try to double up on him, they got uh, a second-year receiver, Dominique Lovett, who had 26 mm-hmm. catches last year. He looked like, you know, the light has finally turned on for him. And I say finally, it's only year two for him, but, uh, you know, complimentary receiver, number two receiver in this offense. I think Dominique Lovett is going to have a huge year for Missouri, particularly now that he doesn't have to be the number one with Luther Burden there. So I love what I'm seeing from the Tigers receivers. And then I know you'll love this, Shane, because Tyler Beatty, no doubt, put the team on his back last year. Right. I'm not saying this guy's the next Tyler Beatty because that guy was just phenomenal. But the Stanford transfer, Nathaniel Pete, running back, mm-hmm. first carry of the game, 26-yard touchdown, looked like the next Tyler Beatty. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I like what I'm seeing from Missouri's offense outside of the quarterback position. That, obviously, that's the biggest question mark and the biggest uh, hole to fill. But, you know, if they find – you know, maybe – and maybe – you know, you know, you can't put too much stock in a spring game. So I should I should pump yeah. the brakes on saying these two can't get it done. But, you know, Tyler Macon, mm-hmm. Brady Cook, if they take a step up, if JT Daniels comes in and he comes in with a passion to prove that uh, Georgia, you know, maybe made the wrong choice or something like that, you know, Missouri all of a sudden could have a very dangerous offense next season in Columbia based on what we saw here over the weekend on Saturday. Absolutely, man. And that portal's always open, brother. You know, it, 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 let me ask you, if if you were put money on it, is the next quarterback for Mizzou even on the roster right now? I would say no. Uh, I, okay. I, I honestly think they'll, they'll add a transfer. And then, like I said, we've not seen – you know, I think what they're really trying to do, Shane, is they're, they're trying to buy time for the freshman that is not yet on campus yet, Sam Horn. Right who, mm-hmm. you know, the SEC is just so good. You can't just expect a guy that didn't even show up for spring to kind of come in right. here and, and seize the job and be ready to go in, in fall. So I think what they're really trying to do is buy time and get him up to speed. Yeah, and, it, and one thing that you mentioned is weapons. You know, Mizzou has them. Mizzou has some young receivers, like you said. They've got young crops of running backs. They've – it's a young team. Obviously, they're building something. We knew there's going to be hiccups, and that's like when you watch any spring game when you got that much transition. It's just you're going to have mistakes, and you're going to watch film and be like, ah, you know, or you're going to see one or two guys pop. You know, even that running play you talk about, you say 20 yards. I, I, I'm saying, oh, God, is the defense as bad as it was last year, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's just – this is some of the thought process that's going. You really, It's hard to judge when you're going against your own team. But like you said, I saw flashes. I saw flashes of some serious talent out there, some SEC talent. And uh, is it young? Yes. Can it be molded? Absolutely. And I think it's good tape because if you do have somebody on the line in that portal that you're trying to get, you can say, hey, look what we can put around you. And you can come in here and start winning immediately with these guys. So um, I'm with you. I, I don't think I don't think the quarterback's there just yet. And uh, if it gives Horn an extra year to prepare and get ready, then that's what we do. But I, I have a, I have the full belief that that Eli is going to make the best decision for this team because the last thing he wants is to bounce around quarterbacks like he was doing last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, final thing here, Shane. 
Speaking of transfers, uh, let's kick it on down to Gainesville where Emory Jones, after just two practices down there in Gainesville, made it official, Shane. He's leaving the Florida Gators. And, you know, maybe. I don't think that's a, a direction Missouri will go in, but – I mean, who the hell knows? You know, if they don't, if they can't get J.T. Daniels, uh, maybe they maybe they look towards Emory Jones. Uh, I've heard Arizona State for Emory Jones, yeah. and I've even if heard. If I'm Mizzou, I'm uh-huh. I'm sorry, Mike, but if I'm Mizzou, I'm going all in. I, I'm putting together something with these boosters, and and because there's not going to be a lot of NIL deals coming for Emory right now. But if you can create something, a, a landing spot for him, I'm all in. Um, I, I think he's just enough. He's he's just enough to buy us some time. He's 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 got film. He is. I mean, he's a, he is a leader. Uh, say what you want. You know that team played at times last year mainly because Emory Jones was uh, was the leader and getting that locker room ready. So I, I I don't know. I think I would go all in if if I was Mizzou. That would be a perfect candidate for my system. I don't know what what you think, but that's just my thought. Mm. Well. I don't know. I kind of look at it like if Dan Mullen couldn't get much out of Emory. <laughs> I don't know if I got faith in old drink to, to do much with him either. But, you know, if, like I said, if they can't get JT Daniels, maybe that's a direction I look at for sure. But that's the beauty of, uh, you know, waiting it. Well, not waiting it because they were trying to get uh, Jaden Daniels. But if you miss on some of these guys now, I, you know, I wait and see how the waters look after spring because of, Here's mm-hmm. a, I don't know if you're aware of this, Shane. They set a new deadline this year. If you do not transfer by May 1st, you cannot play at your uh, next school. So you've got oh, to wow. you've got to be in the portal by May or that's what it is. You got to be in the portal by May 1. You don't have to transfer, but you just got to be in the portal by May 1. So, you know, okay. that that's coming up in a little over a month here. So there could be a number of guys around the country that leave their program. If I'm Missouri, maybe I kind of wait to see who's out there before jumping on mm-hmm. a guy like Emory Jones. But, hell, if you wait too long, like I said, Arizona State or somebody else could get him. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a dangerous game you're playing right there, friend. You know what? Yeah, yeah. But, again, you could see what this league will do to you if you have no quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> it will eat you up. It will spit you out. And – and and it'll have people scratching their heads saying maybe Eli was the wrong guy. So I, I you know I don't think it's a make or break season for him, but it, it definitely could it, it could hold a lot of momentum that this program can can have because they got a wonderful schedule. They got the ability to, to to make another bowl game, make some noise in the East. But if they don't have quarterback play, man, I, dude, it's going to be tough. It's a tough slate. Mm-hmm. Well, brother, hey, that's all I got on this episode of the show. We got uh, Tennessee kicking off spring practice here this week, so that's pretty exciting. We've got about half the league now is in spring practice or about to kick it off. So, man, we're going to have all kinds of content coming the listener's way. You got anything else before we hop off the line? No, I I just I got to get on here. Do my GoFundMe, you know, so we can get us a running back now. <laughs> get just kidding. I, I'm, I'm just joking. I, I, I'm excited, brother. We got some football news. Uh, uh, it, you know, the NCAA tournament still going on. March Madness is, it's always fun, but it just, it sucks that we're down to one team. But 
uh, like I said, we're going to have to all pull for Arkansas right now to get through this thing. And uh, who knows, maybe they can pull it off. But, uh, brother, other than that, I've got nothing, man. Um, look forward to uh, talking to you guys again, hopefully sometime this week, Mike. Yeah, no doubt. So who knows what we'll have up our sleeves. But that's going to do it for this episode of the show. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Pay them kids. <laughs>